Am I peaking? Hey. You are peaking, but I found that when I bring it into GarageBand. GarageBand. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to For Real Though? See, Terry, it's it's a pun because we saw a movie and the, a real, like the R-E-E-L is like in a movie. Yep. Except... Movies are digital, so it doesn't really make any sense anymore. But hey, yeah, this is this show is exclusively about uh, films from the nineteen thirties yeah. that are still on reels. <laughs> um, so we had a chance to go see Spider Man Far From Home last night, and uh, we thought we would do a little podcasty about it. I mean, we ought to. We we ought to. We will. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to warn you, we're going to have a section where we don't have spoilers and we're just going to talk about generalities and we're not going to ruin anything for you. We're just going to give you some thoughts and then we're going to let you know, Hey dog, spoilers are coming your way. And then you could peace out, uh, and go see the film without having us ruining it for you and, uh, come back and listen to the rest later. But I did want to just drop a quick a little word in your ear about about the film and our experience with it. So, um, as I said, Spider-Man: Far From Home is an action and inve- adventure sci-fi movie. Says yes. says IMDb. <laughs> Following the events of Avengers: Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Thank you, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That was so good. Planning a trip? Mm-hmm. Going to Europe. Let's get your passport. Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. Mini toothpaste? Mm-hmm. Pack your suit. I just want to go on my trip with my friends. Europe doesn't really need a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Nick Fury just hijacked our summer vacation. Awesome! We've got gifts, Parker, but we have a job to do. Are you going to step up or not? And it's directed by John Watts, stars Zendaya. I always love the the IMDb, like the top three people they pick. Yeah. So Zendaya, Andrew Rice. Who? And Tom Holland. So like the two make sense. Andrew Oh, is it is that Ned? It's the girl. It's the um it's the blonde. Betty Brant. No. That was Betty? Betty is the kid. She is the host of the show. That's Betty Brant? Yes. No. Yes. <gasps> yeah, I never I, knew that. Yeah, it's been that way since homecoming. Oh, I didn't know. That's uh, Betty. Oh, that's she's cute. hanging out with Nedster. Oh, that's cute. All right, I like her better now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know what it is. You know the movie. It's a sequel. This is picking up right after Endgame. And um, uh, things are different, Terry. Things are different. Things are different because of one very specific death in the Marvel Universe. Yes, which, I mean, we should spoil that, right? 
No, actually, the Russo brothers came out, what was it, like three weeks after and said, okay, it's, we're and it, we, you can talk about anything now. Tony's dead. Tony's so dead? Tony's dead. Um, Peter's mentor, father figure. Mm-hmm. The guy he loved 3,000. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, just real quick. Sure. Did you like it? I liked this movie quite a bit. I would not call it the best the MCU has to offer, but I would bring it up to top tier. Actually, I feel very similar to this movie as I did about Homecoming. Huh? It is great. Well, let's use Spider-Man terms. It's um, it's not spectacular, and okay. it's not amazing, but it is really good. It's Friendly Neighborhood. It's Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, it's Spidey. Even though he's going, you know, he's so he's going on trips, right? This whole thing is like sure. a big um, international school trip. So he's not technically friendly neighborhood, but as but far he does as, say he is. As far as scope of this film, I think my biggest takeaway or uh, adjustment that I had to make sitting through this was it is a heavy brake pump from movies like. Infinity War and Endgame, where it is. it's just constant, constant, constant. This really just screeches to a halt and is saying, okay, now we were back to high school. We're back to, I've got a crush on a girl. Here's how, you know, we're going on a class trip and the class, uh, the class is with us and they've all got little bits that they've got to do. And so the stakes are lowered way down. Mm-hmm. And that was an adjustment that I had to make while watching. And honestly, I, I was sitting there going, "Do I? Am I? Am I disappointed in this? Am I not enjoying this as much as I should be as a like a huge Spider-Man fan?" Mm-hmm. Question mark. But as we'll talk about later, those fears were set aside, and I felt better. And uh, especially moving away from the screening as a whole, you know, because we watched it last night to today, I'm ready to go back and see it again. But it really was one of those things. Like when I walked out of Endgame, I was fist pumping and I was jumping up and down and I was mm-hmm. I was so stoked and uh, had so much um, energy and stuff. And this one really was like a skirt. Oh, enjoy yeah. this Spider-Man adventure. We kind of brought it, talked about it afterwards as if like we had just finished, let's say, an event, like a summer event in comics, and yeah. now we're picking up the issue of Spider-Man that takes place immediately after. Yeah. So they reference some stuff that happened. Uh, the emotional beats that I like in this film are only possible because of that giant event. Yeah, yeah. But the the film feels very contained. It feels like we're going to go to Europe and have a European adventure. Mm-hmm. How I Spent My Summer Vacation. That's essentially this movie. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't think I said, um, but yes, I did enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot, and I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely going to go see it again when it when it drops Tuesday or Wednesday this upcoming. Yep. So yeah, I, I I liked it, but like I said, it was an adjustment, and that was that was me personally. Like everyone else might be ready for like a nice slow movie, but me, I had to like sit in it and like get used to it. Like this is weird. I don't yeah, uncomfortable. Hmm. But um, so you I, we were talking about what should we talk about in the spoiler free. You said should you be excited? Here's the question. Should you be excited? Should the audience be excited, Terry? The audience should be very excited for this movie. Okay. If you watch the trailers and you go into it seeing what the trailers are representing and you get excited for those specific things, I think your faith will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. There's also something you will, if you're like JD and I, you will literally leap to your feet and scream about when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we won't reveal that because it's too, it's too amazing. Yeah. We won't reveal it yet. Um, but for the most part, you know, most of us were going in and thinking about 
okay, Mysterio mm-hmm. has never really been a top tier Spider Man villain. Right. And yet he's coming out. I know mm-hmm. some people were super excited. Kevin Smith, for example, uh, every time I've seen was just excited when they show the dome. And they show I a lot love, of the dome. I do love that he's got the dome. It is. I was a little surprised because in the Ultimate Universe, in the comic books, Mysterio doesn't have a big glass fishbowl. He's got like this sort of green uh, whirlwind for a head with like you can see like the dark of his eyes and the dark of his mouth. But really, it's like a fog instead mm-hmm. of a bowl. So I, they could have gone that way. But I like that they went classic. They went classic. And um, the the performance of Mysterio, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Hall was absolutely the right choice. And if you're like me and weren't sure if he was the right choice... You'll see right in the middle of the film why, oh, yeah, this was the guy. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. was definitely the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about Mysterio without spoiling anything, though, one of the things going into this film that I was curious about was this is the 23rd Marvel movie, question mark? 23rd? 24th? Something like that? Sure. And we have seen bad guys be bad guys, but we've also seen bad guys be good guys we've seen good guys be bad bad guys they've played with format we're getting to the point now where they're messing with stuff with your expectations which i like Mm -hmm. so i would say for instance in captain marvel there was a turn that i wasn't expecting and in iron man 3 there was a turn that i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. and so knowing those having lived through those what was the iron man 3 turn trevor Oh yes, Trevor Sorry. being a Mandarin. That's right. An actor, right? You thought he was going to be the big badass. They'll never see me coming. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I'm Trevor. Um, so, and a lot of people hated it. But my point being, watching the trailer, like I know Mysterio's a bad guy, mm-hmm. and I know what's going to happen. I, I, I got this whole movie figured out. But then I go, but do I? It's the Marvel Universe, and they like to turn things on their ear now. And maybe maybe he really is from a multiverse, and he really is going to help out, and he's going to be a good guy, and there'll be some other twist that I don't know about. Um, so I, I went in fully prepared for all of the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like how it shook out at the end. But that's what I like about these movies now is, like, I feel like I know what's going to happen, but there's a little piece of me that goes, well, maybe they'll maybe – they'll, figure out something different to do so um yeah i think i think for this movie particular i think if you are a fan of the mcu but have not read any of the comics or watched the cartoons Mm -hmm. i think you're gonna enjoy this movie more than i was able to Mm -hmm. so i think if you're coming in cold which let's be granted i mean not Mm -hmm. it's still a minority of people that read comics right and certainly read comics back in the day yeah um, so if you're coming in cold, I think you're going to have a better time with those types of things running through your head. Because yeah. if you had no idea who Mysterio was, yeah. uh, you would think that he is just, oh, this is just another hero I haven't heard about and yeah, wouldn't yeah. know that he's a classic villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I don't know if most people Google and research Mysterio. stuff in, in advance, but if you don't, I think you'd have a better time. This is going to rock your face off if you're 12. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was curious about that myself. I was going, man, as someone who knows these characters inside and out, uh, I was, I, I had a certain experience, but if there are people going in who have no idea, like you were saying, uh, I came home and I asked my wife while I was doing dishes, I was like, Hey, do you know anything about Mysterio? And she was like, Oh, they're from the Spider-Man. I said, yeah. She said, no. I said, okay. All right. 
So, yeah, there are people going into this as, as crazy to me as it seems. Yeah, exactly. There are people out there who are like, who? Yeah, and I Jake think. Jake Gyllenhaal, I know that guy. That's I, it. I think they're going to love it, but my God, is there a scene in this where your faith is rewarded? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I cannot stop alluding to it. Um, so we, should we do a couple of like positive negatives? Or yeah, we let's go, go for straight it. to spoilers. So I think we should actually do positive negative indifferent. Okay, cool. Because some stuff is just indifferent. Yeah. Um, this is a good movie. It's not uh, a phenomenal movie. Right. You're I not agree. gonna you're not gonna cry. You're not gonna feel like you've taken a journey. Right. It's a movie. Yeah. Um, what it does really really well is be. A little self-contained movie mm-hmm. with fun things. The um, n- a, a, a positive for me is Ned. That, the character? The character of Ned uh-huh. brings a lot more to the table this time around. See, I didn't like him as much in this one. Ooh. I liked him better in the first one where he was, you know, guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, there was a couple of, I think there's, the script wasn't as tight on, on this one as, as I think it was previous. Uh, some of the dialogue felt a little stilted to me. Even some of Ned's mm-hmm. was a little stilted to me and felt strange. But um, overall, yes, I liked him. I liked him, yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance is phenomenal. Oh, he's great. The impact on the larger marvel universe i didn't feel much of that okay much impact uh nick fury is in it mm-hmm. he is a he's a large role yeah happy hogan is in it he uh is also a very large role i loved happy in this one i liked happy a lot too i felt like him in the first one was a little strange um i did not really like his his indifference towards peter um <sighs> In the first one, felt like very rude and strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, now, I, now I appreciate it because now we've got the character growth of the two of them having a relationship because of the loss they are both suffering from. To me, that is the strongest point of the film. Yes. Is the fact that we got such a wonderful send off for Tony Stark mm-hmm. makes the sorrow in this movie real. Yeah. So usually, something that really upsets me in movies is. Things just happen cuz. Yeah. And you're supposed to, as an audience, make an inference. I don't like that. I like this happens, therefore this happens, right. then uh, therefore this happens. There should yeah. never be this and then this and then this and then this. And just right. accept this, even though we're not going to explain it, and this and this and this. This movie, something happens, and then there's an immediate reaction to that. So mm-hmm. as far as like crafting a film, this does it very, very well. But my point being, if we did not have 11 years of Iron Man, the emotional beats would not have been that. Mm -hmm. So being genuinely sad that Tony Stark is dead, stop making petitions, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, Makes the emotions relating to Tony Stark much more real in this film. I Mm -hmm. think it's the strongest part is Peter not only dealing with the fact that his dad's gone, Mm -hmm. essentially, but also dealing with the fact that he, a lot of people want him to become the new Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. The emotions related to those two, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. The emotions related to everything else, I didn't think were nearly as strong. Okay. Um, and would, would write down as a negative in my book. I'm trying to think of some other things that uh, are positives that I don't, that won't spoil. The costumes. Yep. I liked all the Spidey costumes. At this point, Spider-Man has had so many costumes that I really am looking forward to seeing What's the, what's a new costume look like? You know, and they keep giving him e- either a brand new costume, a la 
the Iron Spider outfit, mm-hmm. or it's a you know a take on a classic costume, um, changing some things up. So I just always like to see those. Um, now you were saying that you liked all of the acting, and you thought what? Sam, how was Sam Jack- Jackson in this movie? Okay, so um, I vehemently hated Captain Marvel for non-agenda reasons. Mm-hmm. One of the things I did not like about that movie was I thought Samuel Jackson was not a good actor in that film. Hmm. In this film, I felt he was. And that might be because he was playing proper type. This is Nick Fury. This is a hard-edged guy. You know what it's like? It's like he comes across like a football coach who just has to deal with the fact that he has this quarterback Mm -hmm. and he used to have an all-star player. So when he lays into... He lays into Peter quite a bit, mm-hmm. much like a coach or a military superior would do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I believe that. Right. I believe it. The jokes that are made are tough guy jokes. Right. The jokes that are, there's nothing like that happens to him that's kind of silly or weird that he doesn't have the perfect comment for. Right. So he feels very much like Nick Fury. But more, more than that, it, it felt like a dramatic role. Okay. And I really enjoyed his acting this time around. Tom Holland is... We are blessed that he's we so have good. Tom Holland. He's so good. I really feel his Peter. Like I, that was a weird sentence. I really, <laughs> I really appreciate his Peter Parker. I think he's great, and he's so much fun to watch. And he does have a quite a bit of range, you know. I like that, he, and he, he's unsure of himself. I yeah. like that he's unsure. Like Spider-Man in the comics is a little more sure of himself, uh-huh. well, now. and is more quippy. Yeah. But well, I would say the thought bubbles were always are always concerned yeah and fearful but the way he speaks is typically not like that but yeah. when he when when peter's in a fight he seems like a little kid which yeah. i think is kind of nice of like oh yeah. excuse me i'm so sorry yeah. like, <laughs> it's true yeah and uh his interaction with captain marvel in endgame i think is adorable it's one of my favorite bits of that movie yeah. hey peter parker you got something for me yeah exactly love it. love it um everything i think everything is really good in this movie i think zendaya is a little weak Oh, I like her. I like how awkward she is and how much she's sort of not a tip. I don't want to say typical, but like a typical high school girl, right? Or I like she's how a she's, very specific kind of high school girl. I like how she's written yeah. very much. I like how she's written. You don't like her? Uh, I'm not even going to go that far. Huh. But I am going to say I don't feel chemistry between her, uh, between her MJ and Tom Holland's Peter Parker. And I want to. <laughs> We'll talk more about that in spoilers. Um, you think that's a problem in the Marvel Universe? As a whole, yes. I don't feel the love between... The big one I don't feel the love between is Star-Lord and Gamora. Don't feel oh, that yeah, at I all. yeah, I can see that. That's and of, I yeah, absolutely sort of don't feel a shred of feeling towards the relationship between her and Thanos. Oh, okay. Which is why when he throws her yeah. off a cliff, I'm like, this probably isn't even going to work because he doesn't oh, that, care. That got, that got me <laughs> choked up, actually. You're crazy. Um, well, not not <laughs> Thanos's part, but watching watching Gamora like she's usually so badass and in control of what's happening, and the fear and panic on her face as he's dragging her towards the edge of the cliff—that's what got me. She's usually on top of it and I don't even ready. Remember it? And she just is it a slow motion pull? Yeah, it's a slow motion pull, and she's like beating at his arm and trying to get him to let her go, and he just whoop. So yeah, the the hopelessness. Uh, on her face, that is what really tugged at me. Not yeah. Thanos. But honestly, I haven't felt a, and I could be wrong. I have not felt a uh, 
any sort of love story element of any Marvel movie yet. What about Tony and Pepper? Not Tony and Pepper. I, I don't Tony feel that. Really? Well, I, it's not about, for me, it's not about loving the relationship. It's about do I see significant romantic energy and chemistry from a couple? I can see what you It's mean. not, so it's like, I like the MJ that we ended up with. At first, I thought I was going to hate it. And I do like that version of, of MJ, but I don't feel the connective tissue that I did yeah. with Tobey Maguire and Kristen. Kristen, Kirsten, Dunst. Kirsten Dunstan that I you hate, did I with hate. the other one. But yeah. you felt it for the other I one. I felt it for um, Emma. Emma Stone and Andrew. Haircut. Andrew Haircut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, but, I, yeah I, 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 I haven't felt an MCU. God, you know, you know where I did feel it? I have to say this is between um, Ed Norton and Liv Tyler. Really? I, that's All the right. only <laughs> romantic. The film that people don't even accept yeah, anymore. Yeah, That's yeah. the only one I felt. Okay. Definitely didn't feel it during Thor either. So to wrap it up before anyway, we do any spoilers, anything? Any last notes? Um, you know what's funny? We we were talking about the score. Mm-hmm. Score not very memorable, nah. but the soundtrack in specific parts. Yeah, what a strange soundtrack. That. Who is this soundtrack for? Because mm-hmm. it's, the first one had like the Ramones and stuff, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in this one there was like. Um, the Bangles, yeah, or was it Banana Rama? It was one of those bands. It was like a bunch of '80s songs. Why? Who is the? Who is that soundtrack for? It's not for kids Peter's age. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very strange. Um, I mean, it speaks to me because I love all those songs. Yeah, I still have playlists with those songs on them. So, uh, but there is one specific song that I think we'll wait to talk about. Yes, yes, there is a good. I think we'll wait to talk a about. Good, because you know what? Yeah. For me. It relates to costumes, and it was a giant tease for me. Oh, uh, see, and to me, it was an emotional beat and a callback. So. Once I accepted that, I was like, oh, that yes, yeah, okay. I do like that. Cool. The so, only other thing well, I would say before spoilers, and damn it, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Was CG? Yeah. So, uh, no, it was another big MCU thing. Oh, so I, I guess I have two things. One, we'll start with a negative. Um, I, some of it felt a little bit like a video game. Yeah, the CGI. Yeah, some of the CGI felt a little bit like a video game, and it also just might be spectacle burnout is the reason I don't appreciate it as much. Maybe I would have been big on the special effects yeah. 10 years ago, but this, it just felt like it was there. So this, I guess this is one of those indifferent things. Yeah. There's not an action set piece for me that really you know, took me out of my seat. There is not a Captain America Thor's hammer moment. Right, right. Well, that's an emotional beat. It's both, though. Yeah? Because then he's spinning around, throwing the that's thing. That's true. You know? That's true. The way he uses it. I thought he just meant, like, him summoning it. Yeah. Um, there is there is a... I think there's a really excellent action sequence, if you could call it an action sequence. There's a great sequence in here that I, I think is one of my favorite bits in Spider-Man movies. I think it's really, really you. well done. Um, but I don't want to spoil what it is until yeah. we get to it. But, yeah. So the only the other CG, thing... So I think yeah. the problem, talking about the CG... And you know what? It's not Mysterio-related CG. Right. Mysterio-related CG is pretty good. It's Spider-Man swinging through by himself doing some of that stuff. I agree. It doesn't land. Yeah. And and even some of um, Spider-Man, like, for instance, I remember a scene where he gets knocked down and uh, his hands come up and he's pulling himself up, right? It's just a simple act. Uh, You could have had the the character, the actor in a suit Mm -hmm. pulling himself up over some fake debris Mm -hmm. and filmed it. 
But because of how they filmed the Spider-Man costume, it's very much along the realms of how they did the Green Lantern costume with Ryan Reynolds. Is Peter? I'm sorry. Um, Tom Holland is wearing a one of those suits with all mm-hmm. the dots on it, and they put the Spider-Man suit on top of him digitally. So even just things with like he's putting his hands on debris and lifting himself up. You, I could see that it was like there was a layer of CG to it. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, which it shouldn't be. Yeah. So. So the other thing uh, that I was thinking about when I go into any Marvel movie now is, is this movie too Marvel movie for me? What does that mean? It means, is there going to be a joke that undercuts the drama every five seconds? Where we see something dramatic, undercut it with a joke. Uh, Something that was fixed, because it was a problem. In uh, in Endgame, Endgame. The, the reason I like Endgame so much is because it was a drama. Yeah. They let it be a drama. They let the jokes hit. There wasn't something undercutting. Whereas Infinity War. You mean they let the drama a, hit? Yeah. Not the jokes. Right. Okay. Whereas in Infinity War, they don't do that. Anytime okay. you're supposed to feel something, quick joke. And um, this movie does not do that. This movie does not is not. Um, there's a million jokes. Uh huh. But the jokes are timed and they're sequenced properly. So it's mm-hmm. like, here's a funny moment. Here's a serious moment. Here's a funny moment. Instead of, here's a serious moment and then let's kill it with a joke. Gotcha. Now, here's a serious. So the way, for those of you out there that are like me, and I know we exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is, it, you don't have to worry about that in this movie. This movie's just fun all the way through and appropriately sequenced. Nice. All right, so here we go. We're going to get into spoilers right now. Mm. So if you haven't seen the movie, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, get out of here. You thought this movie was one thing, and then it became something else. Uh-huh. I think it's a good place for you to begin. What, did I, what, are you, what are you talking about? When JD finished this film, I was sitting next to him, uh-huh. and the credits roll, and he had kind of a meh. Okay, so, right. Thank you so much. So, yeah, the movie was, was over, the credits go, I lean over to you and I'm like, ah, I mean, it's fine, but like nothing really changes. It doesn't really move the cinematic universe forward any, it doesn't really move Spider-Man forward any other than like, oh, I got a kiss from MJ, that sort of thing. And of course, you know, developing the relationship between he and uh, Foggy. No. Foggy. Oh, <laughs> happy. Um, happy, happy. Same actor. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was cute, but nothing really moved. And then the first stinger, post, or I guess mid-credit stinger? Mid-credit. Maybe that's what they call it. The first mid-credit stinger happened, and I was like, oh, there we go. So before we even get to that, though, we should talk about Mysterio. Sure, right? let's do it. Because I wasn't sure. I was like, all right, Mysterio is usually a bad guy historically. So is this going to be one of those things where they're keeping it true to form or are they going to do one of those flippy floppy Johns? And they wound up keeping them all straight up villainy. They did. Now, my problem with that is that throughout f- the first portion of this movie, I'm going, all right, well, I know he's going to be the bad guy. He's a bad guy. I'm not one of the audience member who goes, golly, I wonder I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder who the villain of this piece is. So that led me to the problem of, yeah, he's probably going to be the bad guy because he is a bad guy. And that means the entire first quarter of the movie, if not more, I would say more. Probably more. Is the whole... Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy thing? But 
people like you and me, we already, we're 90% sure we know who that is. Exactly. And the only thing that was keeping me kind of holding on was like, well, maybe he's not, maybe he really is from another earth and maybe he really is a good guy and wouldn't that be a surprise? But for the most part, you're looking at those elementals that they're talking about, mm-hmm. Aquaman and Fireman and whatever, not Aquaman, uh, Hydro-Man. Well, it's not Hydro-Man. It's not Hydro-Man, but he is, you know, they're elementals. Yeah. So, um... That to me was like a little extended. It's extended a little too bit too far. Okay. Because, I, and I have trouble with this. Uh, we just had someone in my shop, and I asked them, "Do you know who Mysterio is?" And she was like, "Oh, I have no idea." So for the layman, if mm-hmm. you want to call them that, they probably don't know. Yeah. So the question is, do the layman? Yeah. Are they going to enjoy the film more? And that's kind of what I was saying in the beginning. Yes, I think they will. Yeah. Because you're not sitting there waiting for the turn. Which, when it does happen, is handled quite well. But even all right. But then there's even taking a step beyond that, taking a step back from do we know who Mysterio is? You have a film with a trailer mm-hmm. where you've got your main characters. You've got Nick Fury. You've got Tom Holland, Peter Parker. You've got MJ. You've got Ned. The only other character of note in those trailers is Jake Gyllenhaal. So even just being a person who has watched a movie in their lifetime, you go, or or watched a television show, right? Or you've got the sure. special guest star. Yep. Oh, it turns out the special guest star was the culprit. What? Who knew? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like even that sort of thing. It's like, are we kind of? Do you to be fair, know? they do show the elementals though. Yeah. So you. you so really the elementals think could that the be. Elementals are the bad guys. Well, yeah, we're only not because we're like, whoa, that's a deep cut. What are those guys doing in yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. But again, for the average MCU fan, do they know? Do they care? Uh, you might be right. You might be right. But are the, they used to like people fighting CGI monsters? They sure are. So as, yeah, especially with DC, like those. What yeah. was that like uh, Steppenwolf? Like uh, maybe those are a bunch of Steppenwolves getting in here. <laughs> Don't bring that up. Um, so for my personal viewing experience, I think I was it was a little shrouded by. I know that where this is headed, it's taking too long to get there. Mixed with. Oh, it's high school comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was not, even though the first one was the same way, again, coming from all the drama and the deaths of um, Endgame, and we're just back to, isn't it cute? We're on a vacation. And then there's Martin Starr as the nerdy uh, teacher who's taking them on the f- school trip. With and cool like, teacher J.B. Smoove. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. A lot. Those are the you were talking about earlier. The joke. Some of the jokes didn't land mm-hmm. for me. There was a little bit too much of the side characters doing gags. Agreed. I, I didn't need all that. Like a couple here and there is fine because we can we can flesh out the classmates. I'm fine with that. Um, the Betty and Ned ongoing gag is fantastic. I guess. I mean, it I, is I like phenomenal. their relationship, but I didn't let Ned's dialogue was so weird to me like hey whatever you do peter make sure that you get them away from the opera house yeah no i know that's what it's gonna do you know what i mean there's like a lot of like really earnest telling peter what to do i didn't but pick like up he, on that at all but he already knows what to do what are you doing you're telling spider-man what to do hey whatever you do try to protect the innocent people yeah all right i got it thanks <laughs> yeah i mean so and that so okay so mysterio yes that was a bit of a problem for me mm-hmm. because there wasn't a turn it was just he's bad but then, well, there was a turn. What was a turn? The turn when when 
the, the whole movie is predicated on Mysterio gets this technology. We don't have to right. go into why. Right, right. But he gets this technology because Spider-Man gives it to him. Right. Because he trusts him as his new mentor. Right. And that's this is all about, oh, yes, another person I can believe in, just like uh -huh. Tony Stark, who's not Tony Stark. Right, right, but right. who is, in a way, related to Tony Stark, which I thought was clever, the no, way they the, that, that little bit. That's what I'm talking was, about. Even though it was a huge info dump. Oh, yeah. It was super expository time. Uh I did like how they cherry picked different characters from different movies. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. But I think I think in that moment, the reason I liked it so much is because of is because of Gyllenhaal more than the writing. Yes, because of he did a movie a couple of years ago called Nightcrawler. Oh my god! And that yeah. character so shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, like you don't see him, but suddenly the face changes, and you're just like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. It's that sociopathic guy. Uh huh. And he doesn't. He's do, good at that. He doesn't do menacing over the top mm -hmm. he what he does is he does a caricature of a bad actor or bad director director i got more director than actor yeah. to the yeah. point where he's saying no i don't like this choreography and blah blah yeah, blah yeah. and he the reason i praise gyllenhaal is not because of the performance in the beginning mm -hmm. but because of the performance during the turn where you totally yeah. believe that this guy outsmarted a 16 year old kid yeah yeah and is kind of his enemy, because he has to be, not because right. he wants to be. He's but, not a menacing villain. He's right, trying to do something. And he actually has a little bit of, um, like, he feels, not too much, but he feels bad. He's like, well, little bit I didn't want to have to kill this kid, but I'll have to kill this kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to, but uh, here we go. Um, Which is infinitely better than I'm evil because of evil reasons yes, evil. Yes. Um, and I think he fit in really nicely side by side with the Vulture from uh, Homecoming. Yeah, they, I, th they, I think so, they too. They both have motivations that I believe. And they're both... Um, they're just, that's great, too. It's yeah. not a repeat. Yeah. It's not a repeat of but the same villain. But they're both, like, working men who... Ha they're, like... I wouldn't say they're working class, right? Because he worked for Tony Stark. Yeah. But it was a guy who was, like... Keaton was more, so... Yeah, yeah. And Keaton also has a line just like, I'll kill you. No, he was menacing. And like, yeah. He was menacing. Whereas Gyllenhaal's a little more uh, flamboyant, I guess yeah, would yeah. be the word. yeah. And uh, I, I I think it's handled quite well. Now that takes us to that to backtrack it back to where we got to the beginning here. Um, Mysterio at the end, the first stinger mid credit sequence was amazing. So because uh, he you know as it should happen, you know Spider Man defeated Mysterio, and of mm -hmm. course I was a little bummed that Mysterio bit it at the end. Right? I don't I don't like when they kill off characters. I don't either. But. Um, his final revenge was just fantastic. Absolutely. So good. Yeah, you know what? And, and, and before we reveal what it is, the um, this story it is a basic superhero story. It is yeah. a basic comic book story. It's a Spider-Man adventure. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for that, you're definitely going to get it. Yeah. Um, but coming out of that, that is so it, it, we defeat Mysterio. Mm -hmm. Yay. Good job, Peter. And then... Um, in an okay kind of way, he gets to kiss Mary Jane for the first time. Yeah. And um, in an awkward Maybe first I'm kiss. too old for it. Yeah. Maybe if I was 14, that would have hit. But to me, it, it, mm. it didn't hit as well as it could. But I saw what they were doing, and I was fine with it. Sure. It's not like... I don't like in a movie where I can see the director doing things. Yeah, yeah. You know? So you, it's not like it's holding two dolls and like, no, kiss. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> it's it's very yeah, well yeah. done in that. Yeah. But anyway, you think okay, that's that's it. That's the happy ending. Yeah. To the point where JD says, "Well, that was just meh. I mean, not yeah. meh. It's like I I enjoyed it, but nothing's really different." Yeah. 
and then so the credits are up and we're having this conversation did you like it and then all of a sudden the credits stop and we go to the mid-credit thing yeah yeah and what happens next is JD's opinion on the film changes because of what 20 seconds yeah yeah drastically <laughs> drastically changes my opinion of the movie um, because we get and you were very excited JJJ J Jonah Jameson and guess who plays him JK Simmons so they good brought and everyone in that theater screamed yeah. when they saw that. Yeah. And the funny thing is, that's only one of the two reveals. So that reveal was the one for me that I alluded to earlier. And like the people who read Spider-Man comics in the mm. 90s and played the video games, Maximum Carnage on SNES, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and watched the cartoon show. And then um, the movie comes out in the year 2000. Yeah. And we see JJJ uh, up there played to perfection by mm -hmm. J.K. Simmons. He's so good. 19 years later, we are rewarded with Sony saying, you know what? Screw it. Bring him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe they did it. I couldn't believe they did it. The voice, it was perfect. He called him a menace right yeah, out of the gate. He's, and uh, the way they set it up, it's like, we're going now to one of our main news sources, the Daily Bugle, to hear yeah. more about this. And bam, he's there yeah, on yeah. Times Square in front of everyone. Which, if you read the comics... Um, he he has shifted from a newspaper magnet to a more like Alex Jones type figure. Yeah, yeah. And they use that version of the character. The hair is a little different too. He's balding I'm glad now. Glad they didn't give him like the big crop top fake mm -hmm. wig thing. Like yep. they just yeah. They let it be, and it was it for me. That makes it the best stinger I've ever seen. It, it was, was so good. It rewarded your faith, and it changed the game for what's going forward. And yeah. it's just. You don't always get to see that when, like, a company will just be like, just give it to them. Yeah. It's what yeah. everybody wants. Let's yeah. do it. And they did it. And it's they, a beautiful yeah. thing. We were both giggling. We were so excited. That being said, right before that or right after that is actually the game changer moment. Because even though he says, yes, he's a menace and whatever, it cuts back to Mysterio finishing the story uh -huh. and saying, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Brutal. In his Brutal. dying... Maybe. I don't think he's dead. You don't think he's dead? I think he was acting. Okay. Um, I think he was acting because because he specifically asked the AI, did he, uh, do you see any sort of foul play? Yeah. And all the AI says, no, this is real. Yeah. What is real? A guy pretending to be dead? Maybe. 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 I would buy it. I would be fine with that. Yeah. There was no illusion. Right. But it doesn't mean exactly. faking. I don't know. Exactly. But um, at the end of the day, they show some footage of... Spider-Man saying some stuff that could be taken out of context. Yeah, yeah. As well as straight up revealing who he is. Unbelievable. So good. Which changes everything yeah. because that is like, okay, now we have the next movie. We have to see the fallout of this. Yeah. And I don't know anything about the timeline on the next movie either. Nope. I don't even, nope. Although nobody knows anything other than that there's a Black Widow movie coming. Yeah. We don't know when, but they haven't revealed. I think they've said there's going to be a Black Panther. I think there's four coming out next year. Yeah. Oh, good. But we don't know what they are. We just know that they're slots. But, uh, yeah, I would agree. I, you said it's the best stinger ever. I think mm -hmm. it's right alongside of, I want to, you know, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative in Iron Man 1. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good stinger. So then there's that stinger, and then there is a post-credit stinger. Now, I have to set this up a little bit. You were saying earlier in the non-spoiler section that you thought that Samuel Jackson had some of the best acting in this movie that he's had in the Marvel Universe, right? Yes. I'm specifically saying his acting was better than when we saw him in Captain Marvel. Gotcha. My problem with this movie was the dialogue for a couple of the characters. I would say for Ned, he stuck out to me a little bit. But specifically, 
Samuel Jackson's um, Nick Fury character, the dialogue that he was given in this movie felt very out of place and it did not feel like Nick Fury. And he was going along with things that I didn't think he would go along with. Like he bought Quentin Beck's whole shtick. And I was like, you're Nick Fury. You are the top you're the smartest guy in the Marvel Universe as far as... And the most paranoid. Right. As far as like having a knowledge base, right? And I think they tried to set that up as like, well, I've been I've been blipped for five years, so now I don't know as much. But I was still like, how are you going to buy this guy? How are you going to buy what he's selling? Um, and the very last stinger that we get, again, made me feel better about it. Because mm-hmm. we find out that Talos, the scroll, has been um, two scrolls, right? So it's Talos and whoever his, his wife. second, his wife, are have been Nick Fury and Maria Hill this entire time, this yeah. entire movie, this entire movie. But I pushed it further, and mm-hmm. I wonder, has it been because Captain Marvel is set in the nineties? Yeah, has it been Talos and the wife impersonating Maria Hill and Fury the entire MCU? No, I I'm gonna say no. Because uh, he didn't feel like Nick Fury in this movie. It was this movie where I was like, that's weird. Yes, that, and, yes. And, that stinger rewards the faith of what you were sensing yeah, the entire I'm movie, like, which is cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think that he, Talos is smart enough to have been Nick Fury in the other movies. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It just I doesn't, follow it, doesn't, it doesn't follow for his intelligence level, mm-hmm. um, especially how it's revealed here, because he's even going like, Ah, oh, sorry. I mean, he's pretty convincing. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was him. You know, so um, he's kind of like oh, shucksy about it. Yeah. So there, there. Yeah. So those are like the big, the big reveals. But there are two lines slash kind of uh, musical cues mm-hmm. in the movie that made me perk up and kind of go <gasps> like okay. as a po- it, in addition to the JJ. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. the JJ that that's you, that's going to destroy that's going to be all over every Facebook page blah 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 blah. That's like my, that's going to get spoiled. That's my favorite bit for the whole movie, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. going to get spoiled now. Yeah. Um but another one is when Talos calls Nick Fury. He uses a code name. He calls oh. on the code name and he says, "Look, I kind of screwed up." And he said and he says something along the lines of uh, he's explaining what went wrong and what yeah, went yeah, good yeah. and you don't know who he's talking to but the code name he uses is Hyperion uh-huh. who is Ma- Marvel's version of Superman right from Squadron Supreme mm-hmm. now maybe it was just a thing mm-hmm. but what we know is that Nick Fury's been hanging out in space yeah. with a bunch of scrolls and I'm pretty sure Hyperion was on a squad and a, a, a member squadron of Sword Supreme a Squadron Supreme <laughs> but I'm pretty sure when they brought him into the main MCU, that he joined a team that was on Sword, okay, along with Jessica Drew, right, Spider Woman. So oh, I think okay. she's coming. Okay, so I haven't been paying much attention to Hyperion and the Squadron mm-hmm. since like J. Michael Straczynski's run, which I really liked, which the was like Max Supreme one? Power. Yeah, yeah, that the Marvel was great. Max version, love that. Um, but um, I don't know if I buy it. I think it's I think it's just a isn't this? An, we'll just use this name as a code name as a little egg um, Easter egg. I don't think it, I don't think it's revealing anything. See, I think they're going to do Alpha Flight. Maybe. Well, I mean, that's what I. Oh, wondered. that's what he's on. He's on Alpha Flight under is Captain he? Marvel's leadership. Oh, is he? Okay, because we do see Fury in space in that phone call, and I thought it was going to be Sword, mm-hmm. but it could also be Alpha Flight. I'm not entirely sure the difference between Alpha Flight and Sword at this point, actually. Yeah, I don't know. They're both like. Space. Well, no, no, no. Actually, yeah, Sword is the is is like Shield. Right. 
It's and then the, what's Alpha Flight? Alpha Flight is, is a team that would report to Shield. Oh, okay, to Sword. No, no, no. Uh, one of them. Right. Or maybe it's its own thing. I think Alpha because Flight Sword might be is basically it. Shield, but in space. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, if I'm doing the MCU, if I'm doing the MCU, I'm bringing in Alpha Flight because mm -hmm. Mr. Terrific's on that team. Uh, oh no, not Mr. Terrific. Um, excuse me. I'm thinking of Blue Marvel. Is on oh, that team. Oh, oh. And and it's a that would be a great te team buddy movie for yeah, like Captain yeah. Marvel and them to do the space stuff. And um, also Monica Rambeau. And Monica Rambeau. Who we last saw in Captain Marvel what 15 years ago. That's probably what it was. They're probably setting up Alpha Flight. I hope so. They should. I mean, it would be a wise business move. Yeah. And it would be kind of like the Phase Four Guardians. Yeah. Like yeah. the thing that's just out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, that could be fun for quirky cosmic stuff. Anyway. What was the other thing? The other thing is is there's a beautiful scene in this movie, which mm. is where um, Happy picks up Peter in a plane. Mm. And he doesn't have a suit, but he's getting ready. He's like, I got to go back. And he says, I don't, I don't have a suit. And Happy says, oh, don't worry. Um, we'll get you fixed up. And he pushes a button. And in a very Iron Man way, the plane opens up to see a laboratory with mm. a canister. Yeah. And he walks up to the canister and um, he starts Tony Starking. He starts Tony Starking, and it's a beautiful With all the little thing. VR and stuff. Yeah, and it, yeah. and he looks just like him, and yeah, and yeah. they're cutting back to Happy to kind of, and he, you know, be like I Happy is seeing it too. The look of look on Happy's face is so good. Yeah, it's of perfect. like just being so proud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it almost feels like um, he's the new Uncle Ben, right? So originally, I thought that Tony Stark was going to be the uncle figure, mm -hmm. but I think in retrospect, Tony was the father figure. And now Happy is the uncle. But you can really feel that connection that they're starting to develop. I think it really works for the movie. Yeah. But then he's doing the Tony Starking, Peter is. And then they put on some music. Uh -huh. And that, and mind you, he's looking at a canister. We haven't really seen any digital stuff yet. Yeah. Just a canister. Yeah, I see where you're going. And Back in Black starts playing. Yeah. And I was the only person in the theater to go, <gasps> because... Venom debuts in a story called Back in Black. Yes. Well, it doesn't debut. It was de it was just Venom. But go ahead. There was a series called Back in Black. But go ahead. I thought it was called Spider-Man Black Back in Black. Mm -mm. Oh, anyway. They pay Black Back in Black. He's looking at a canister. I'm like, oh, my God. He's going to have a digital ooze type mm -hmm. of suit, and it's going to be the Venom suit. Yeah. That would like look good, and then there'd be a tie-in with the other Venom movie. But yeah. they they didn't do that, and it took me twenty seconds to shake that off and be okay uh, with it. But why that song? <laughs> it was it was. This is what I thought. It was just a callback to Tony and the Iron I am Iron Man and same bands, you know, ACDC. Mm -hmm. That um, he humorously said, "Oh, is this Led Zeppelin?" Yeah, yeah, I love Led Zeppelin, which was pretty funny. So um, yeah, it was just a callback to the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. But uh, I and didn't it get was the beautiful. Venom thing, but I could see where you got that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. The canister and then the back and Yeah, I get it. Yep. Um, but instead, I think it was something better, which just, is a beautiful moment emotional. of he yeah. is he is the next Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think, I think, I mean, if you look at the characters, he's the only one who can really pick up that mantle right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe Doctor Strange, actually, mm. as like the new senior figure. I don't think so. I think Doctor Strange is too preoccupied with more spiritual stuff. 
He's less he's he's less earthly is what I'm saying. Yeah. So then, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, a lot of this a big thing in this movie that they do that they're going to have to keep doing in movies going forward because of nerds like us is they whenever something happens now, they explain why the other Avengers can't help. Right. Yeah. Off planet. Exactly. Yeah. So and now now that everyone's kind of living their lives in the MCU, like Peter Parker really is. Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of a story about going from a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to being the world's Spider-Man. Yeah, especially now that his secret's out. Yeah, man. Um, one other thing we should mention, the Peter Tingle. Yes, this was something that bothered you, sir. Okay. F- it I, starts as a funny joke. Yes. starts as a funny she, joke. She, she, Aunt May. May whips a banana at his face and hits him. And she goes, oh, you can dodge bullets, but not bananas. Yeah. I thought you had like a, what are you, like a, like a little Peter Tingle. And he's like, please don't call it a Peter Tingle. And then, of course, the rest of the movie, everyone calls it a Peter Tingle. Marissa and- Tomei is still wonderful. Oh, my God. Yes. Still, like, delicious looking, delicious sounding. She's wonderful. And, she, she's, and just She really brings acting. life to that character. She's very charming. I want to hang out with her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's a little, you, she's, she's really fun and charming, but she also has a little bit of that. I have the ability to humiliate my nephew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be kind of like a little lame older person. Yeah, and I like you know I, mean? I like how he calls her May instead of and Aunt May yeah, because she yeah. is like she's like a hip aunt. Yeah, you know, as opposed call her to aunt like May. yeah, the the old white hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the Peter Tingle. I, I, I'm glad that they finally addressed that he has a sixth sense. Yeah, he has a spider sense. Because in the first movie, I was like, "Where's the?" Where's the spider sense? Why are we not dealing with this? And then in Endgame, no, in Infinity War, he's on the bus and his hairs on his arm go right up. And everyone's like, oh, I guess that's kind of like a spider sense. So he does have it. And in this movie, they directly reference it and he works on it. He has to use it in order to get through Mysterio's illusion. Mm -hmm. And he calls it a great writing, by the way. That was great writing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's classic Spidey stuff. And, um, my problem with it, as cool as it was, is that they make a big deal out of the Peter Tingle, and then they do no visual representation of the Spidey sense. Correct. I like when... It's such a visual thing in the comic books. He's got the little around his head, mm-hmm. right? It's such a great little sequence. Even in... Um, you know, back in the Steve Ditko days, when his spider sense would go off and he was Peter, half of his face would be a spider mask. Even though, oh he, yeah, even though he was like that. in his you know civilian outfit, um, it would be like a little visual representation that was so cool. And I think they really missed the mark on this. I think we needed some sort of. I guess we didn't need it, but because they're making such a big deal out of it, and then all of a sudden he's using it, but it looks exactly like every other time he's just Spider Manning. There, I think there was something mm-hmm. like because he's doing it during a Mysterio illusion, and there's like a there's a little like gooey white something that you can see oh, before yeah. he hits things but it's not what you're talking about i okay. think i think you want it to be Wong. comic accurate yeah, but I, yeah. I, I i don't know i don't even want it to be comic accurate i want it to be a thing that happens i want i want to see it happening i think this can also be i think this is a, a thing though that it's only going to affect you Oh, of course. You know, yes, this as is just opposed, me. like I, I wouldn't call this a flaw by no, any means. No, no. I, I would it say was just it's my, just given my druthers, I would like a visible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. So, um, oh, but I'd said earlier that it had one of my favorite action sequences. Yes. I loved and I felt 
very brought in by the sequence where Mysterio finally reveals himself and is going after Spider-Man using all of his uh, illusion technology. And Spidey is having to dodge things that aren't there and attack Mm -hmm. things that aren't there. And so he's punching walls and falling out of things that, you know what I mean? It's like, it's all very um, unstable and it's, Anxiety. It produced anxiety in me while watching it. Okay. Because I knew how uncertain it was, but it was such an engaging sequence. I loved it, and and all of the visuals, all the CG, I thought was really well done. The end of that sequence is something special. After the blam. So that no 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 that's the there's there's in this movie there are three Mysterio CGI things that yeah. spider-man has to go through yeah uh the first one i wasn't that on board with but the second one ends with him going for the first kill shot okay which involves a train no oh, yes yes yeah that's, that what, I'm talking about. Is that's what i'm talking about yeah which one what's the first one then i thought that was the first one Mm-mm. that's when he says okay i have to kill this kid yeah but the first time he meets him it it isn't that Oh, you mean when right? he's still Aren't pretending three? to be good? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. With all the all the Spider Man's dog pile on him. Oh, it's the same thing. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's all the same sequence. Oh, so then there's two Mysterio. There you go. Those types of sequences, there and they're and they're okay. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. I I just I really loved it. I thought it was really well done. So it didn't hit you as much, but I th- I was like, ooh, Mm-mm. it felt like watching. Um, one of those old Ditko things come to life. Yeah. I, I was saying earlier that I think what this movie is missing, like it has some action set pieces and things like Mysterio that are okay, uh-huh. but it does not have a Captain America Thor's hammer moment. Right. No. I mean, those are hard to come by, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, is there any other any other big things that we didn't cover? I think that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a self-contained movie. Yeah. It's a self-contained movie, and um, it's... It's it's great. It's not amazing, and it's not spectacular. Right. But uh, worth yeah. seeing in theaters. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely. You know, it's one of those things I've I've said for years and years now. Is even the the more lackluster Marvel movies are more fun for me than a lot of other movies. So mm-hmm. even the ones that aren't great, I still am like, oh, I still enjoyed watching it. You know what I will say about this is when we were younger. Spider-Man movies were a big deal. Yeah. Like it was like a it was like a Superman or it was like Dark Knight trilogy yeah. big deal. Yeah. And now they're not. They're mm-hmm. part of a larger thing. And so that's why I think when it does when they t- make movies like this it's it's kind of cool that they're taking mm-hmm. someone who used to be a juggernaut yeah. in the Tobey Maguire days and a little bit in the Andrew Garfield days and now he's just on a smaller scale thing yeah. with a B league movie. And I think that's the right move for now, but yeah. I, I'm already starting to look at how do we kill Peter Parker? No. And bring in miles. No. I mean, I'm, I mean, I like miles. I I just don't know if they'll do that. I think that the, I'd animated give him five stuff, years. I think the animated stuff is where they're going to keep miles. Honestly. Really? Yeah. You know what, actually, I also don't know if Kevin Feige even has access to Miles because yeah. the original deal was for Peter. we want Peter Parker, yeah. Spider-Man, to appear in Civil War. Yep, yep. Interesting. Yep. So that would be a good way to do it um, as well. But I I, 
this is funny because it's from Spider-Man. It's mm-hmm. from the original Raimi Spider-Man. What does every what does everyone love more than seeing a hero? Watching seeing him fall. him fall. Yep, yep. Spoken by Norman Osborn yep. in 2000. And I think I'm, yeah, he's right. Yeah, That's yeah. what I want to see. All right. You know what I liked more than watching Iron Man Rise? Watching him fall. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. You can email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, you can also go to our Patreon. It's uh, Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. If you want to throw some bucks at the show, that'd be awesome. Help us out. Rate, review on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, what have you. And, uh, yeah, if you're in the area, stop by 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. That's my comic shop where we uh, do these live. And, um do you want people to find you on, on the internet? Sure. I'm Terry with Terry Leahy Films. You're more than welcome to look me up. I make video contents and things like that. But today, I'm just another fan. Nice. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Boop. <laughs> <laughs>